0: chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and um, we'll begin there. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to see uh, some of you back that have been receiving a healing. I know Sister Pam's glad to be back tonight. I'm glad to have her back. She's feeling better. Barbie and Terry, good to have you all back. Anybody else? Brother Ronnie, I know you've received a healing this week too, so I know lots of others Thank God he's faithful to his word. Amen. Sister Emily, good to see you feeling better. Amen. I, you know, we had an outstanding crowd Sunday, but um, I, I just kept getting call after call and report after report of folks that were home recovering. So uh, but anyway, it's good to have you all back with us tonight. Amen. Um, I'll put the verse up in just a minute. Let's begin with this one. Amen. It's a question the Lord asked us end of last year. Don't you want to know what kind of life is on the other side of that wall you keep hitting? Don't you want to know what kind of life is on the other side of that wall that you keep hitting? Amen. And um, then we've received this word from the Lord. Whatever is not of faith is time and effort spent traveling in the wrong direction towards an inferior life. Whatever is not of faith is time and effort spent traveling in a wrong direction towards an inferior life. Amen. So again, faith is how we break through those walls. Faith is how we get to the other side of what's been holding us back and experience a greater reality of what belongs to us as the offspring of God in the earth. Amen. So I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about faith, and this phrase is out of a passage from Galatians. It says, in the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Of course, this is from the Apostle Paul out of Galatians chapter 2, but it's for you and me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and let's begin at verse number 5. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, say always confident. We are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now Paul talked about this life which he now lives, or in his case, past tense, which he now lived since he's already crossed over. Here we see a greater explanation of that life, and he's talking about this bracket of time in between the moment you were born again and the moment you cross over and are in in God's presence in heaven. And while that for many people could be as much as 80 years, if you were born again at an early age, 100 years. But as long as 100 years or 80 years may sound, compared to the totality of your existence, it's but a sliver in time. It's but a a, a flash or a vapor even, as the Bible uses to explain the brevity of this life that we live now And we live it, what, by faith in the flesh. So this verse 7, that's the one that I want us to focus on. I believe the Holy Spirit's leading us to. So let's pull it out from the others. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. I want to spend a few minutes tonight, if we could, just breaking this verse down. And the first word, I think, in unraveling the deeper meanings of this passage is the word walk. And exactly what this word walk means now, if you go to the Greek, this is not going to be, I think, much of a surprise to you. The word walk, meaning to walk about or move about. To walk about or to move about. Now, in our modern day language or the way we would use this word, we may not say walk about or move about, but we would more than likely use the phrase or the expression go about. Okay, And by go about, in the sense of how do you go about it? How do you go about it? Meaning what? How are you going to accomplish, or how are you going to do a certain thing or a certain task? Okay? So you've got a friend who's got a problem they don't know how to solve, and you may say something to the effect of, well, let me tell you how I'd go about it. You know, this is how I would do it. Um, there may be different ways to fix whatever's broken. There may d- be different ways, you know. Um, I thank God just had the transmission rebuilt in my truck, you know. And there's different ways to go about that. You can go get a new transmission. Um, just about to go get you a new truck for the transmission cost. My goodness. Or you can have it rebuilt by somebody reputable, and that's what I chose to do. And so, again, different ways. So when we say, you know, the word walk, walk about, move about, um, we would maybe better understand this as how are you going to accomplish, how are you going to do, um, or how are you going to go about it. So the way you go about something is the way you do it. So the Bible uses the words, and I'm going to throw another one up on the table, the Bible uses the words walk and also the word conversation to speak of someone's life or someone's way of life. And so the idea is breaking the larger concept of living down into the smaller increments of your daily steps and your daily words. So, you know, for instance, Paul would refer to his conversation among the Jews. He wasn't talking about all the time he spent talking to somebody that was Jewish. He's talking about his lifestyle. He's talking about the way he lived. He's talking about his life, but not in the broader sense of life and living, but in the more focused sense of the words that he would speak and the steps that he would take. So when we talk about God changing our life, anybody with me tonight? I got the right bunch. When we talk about him changing our life, you know, that's, that's kind of a big statement. And you understand what I mean by that? It's like, Man, your life's a big thing. Your life is a long thing. You know, I mean, it's many years and and all these other things. And so we talk about a life change and these kinds of things. What the Bible is trying to do for us here, or not trying to do, what it's done for us here, is giving us a perspective on life that's more focused. So instead of saying, I'm going to change my life, um, the Bible is saying, well, how about let's change what we do today? And um, how about let's change what we say today? Um, John Maxwell said if you're going to change your life, right, you've got to change something you do on a daily basis. Now, we can talk about changing our life and how much we need our life to be changed and how much we want our life to be changed and how many times we've made a resolution for our life to be changed. But, you know, the the nitty-gritty of it is if you don't change what you do on a daily basis and if you don't change what you say and what's coming out of your mouth, then your life's never going to change. So the Bible, again, is breaking down for us our life in a more manageable uh, form, one that can be changed, one that God can help you change, your walk and your conversation. So he says that we walk by faith, not by sight. So your walk then is referring to your life and the way you go about it. Do you see this? Step by step moment by moment. So adding this understanding back to the verse, we could say it this way. We go about life by faith, not by sight. It's the way we go about it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We walk, walk about, we go about it, we go about life by faith, not by sight. Now clearly this passage is speaking of two fundamental ways to go about life. Two fundamental ways to do life or to live one's life, either by faith or by sight. The good news, of course, is that we now have a choice. We once were darkness, but now, we looked at that passage last Wednesday evening, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, but now, We are light in the Lord. We're not just in the light. We are the light. So walk as children of light. When we were were darkness, we had no choice but to live in darkness and to be darkness and to do what people do in darkness. But we're not darkness anymore. We're light. Now, that doesn't mean people who have become light can't slip back into darkness. But you'll never be darkness again, even if you spend some time back in darkness. Hello? Hello? That's good news right there, isn't it? That's good news. That's why, as light, when you go back into the darkness, you are miserable, miserable, miserable. Am I right about it? Amen. Yes, I am. I mean, it's like, oh, this doesn't suit me anymore. This doesn't fit me anymore because this ain't me anymore. It's not who I am anymore. Right? Right? Amen. I've, I've heard people talk about being in a, in a bar drunk or in a, in a crack house high talking about Jesus anybody who'd listen. Amen. They went back into some darkness, but they're still the light, amen, because God made them the light by the new birth. So two fundamental ways to walk, two fundamental ways to do life, and we now have a choice between those two ways. By sight is how Paul used to live. That's why he's saying that now the life he lives, he lives by faith. It's because the life he used to live before he was born again, he lived it by sight. But now that he has been born again, he has the choice to live his life a different way. That is the better way of living by faith. Now, so many times when we look at this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it's for the purpose of teaching on what it means to walk by faith. And certainly that's why we're here tonight. Are you understand, in other words, we're here to learn what it means in a better way to live by faith. But because we are most familiar with living by sight, I think it would help us to understand what it means to walk by sight, so that we can then better understand what it means to walk by faith. Do you understand? me? I don't know if I said that right. Let me make another run at it, right? So many times we go to this to only learn what it means to live by faith, but because the opposite here in this passage of, of walking by faith is what it means to go about life by sight. And I think if we, because we have learned that, we're pretty good at that, but maybe Not necessarily aware of exactly what that looks like. If we'll take the time to really examine how it is we once lived, how it was we lived before, amen, what we've been brought out of, that we don't have to live that way anymore, it'll give us better insight as to what it really means then to walk by faith. If you hadn't figured it out yet, just stay with me. We'll get there, all right? So the question then is not what does it mean to walk by faith, but Let's begin with, what does it mean to walk by sight? Because walking by sight is how the overwhelming majority of people live on planet Earth. And for most, walking by sight is all they know. It's another one of the places where we can use this hook or whatever, all right? What does the world call walking by sight? They call it normal. They call it normal. Because as far as the world is concerned, as far as people who don't understand faith, and don't understand the option, the alternative that God has provided for them, the alternative of faith, faith, living by faith, walking by faith, doing life by faith, going about life by faith, all they know is to go about it by sight. So we're going to look at this a few different ways, but I want to begin with this, all right? Walking by sight is going about life based upon the way things look, seem, or feel. Oh, thank you, Jesus. One more time. Walking by sight. What does it mean to walk by sight? We don't walk by sight anymore. We walk by faith. Well, then what does it mean to walk by sight? What were we doing wrong? What, what, was, what, was the, you know, what was keeping us from walking by faith because we committed ourselves to walking by sight? Walking by sight is going about life, living your life, going about your daily life based upon the way things look, seem, or feel. Making your decisions based upon what, the way things look, seem, or feel now again I'm gonna follow through with walking by sight but before we go any further let me at least throw you this one bone walking by faith is going about life based upon what you know is true but not yet visible what you know is true but it's not yet visible you say well how can you know something's true that you can't see yet by faith in the truth And the truth is the Word of God. What His Word says is true. And faith in what He said and going about life based upon what He said, even when it's not yet visible, this is what it means to walk by faith. So walking by faith is going about life based upon what you know is true but not yet visible. Walking by sight, on the other hand, is going about life based upon the way things look, seem, or feel. Now, Romans 12... There's hardly a week goes by that we don't refer to Romans 12. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says... We present our bodies a living sacrifice and then he goes on in verse 2 to say, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing or the reconditioning of your mind. The renewing of the mind, the reconditioning of the mind. Well, if if the mind needs to be renewed or if the mind needs to be reconditioned, then that tells me that something has taken place in the mind that needs to be corrected. Let's go to the word like reconditioned. If the mind needs to be reconditioned, then that means it has been conditioned to think in a way that is contrary to the life God created us to live. Or let's say it another way, contrary to the life of faith. So let's put a few pieces together here. If most people, the overwhelming majority of people on planet Earth go about life by sight instead of by faith then the world in which we live is a sight-based world. In other words, most people on planet Earth live their lives based upon the way things look, the way things seem, the way things feel. And because we are present on planet Earth, surrounded by people who live their life based upon the way things look, the way things seem, the way things feel, it is very easy for us to be influenced or conformed, think Plato, pressure, forming it, shaping it into something that the outside pressure uh, applied to the Play-Doh is making it. So he says to you and me that we can't allow our thinking to be conditioned by this world. And if our thinking has been conditioned by this world, we need our minds reconditioned, amen, so that we can live the way God created us to live. Are you still with me? So walking by sight is going about life based upon the way things look, seem, or feel. The world has conditioned and conformed us into living by sight, but we have a superior alternative available to us, walking by faith. This is why. The renewing or the reconditioning of the mind is so important in every area of our lives, but especially when it comes to our going about life by faith. Now, I want to try to give you another perspective on what it means to walk by sight. Before we go to this next one, oh, sweet Jesus... going about life based upon the way things look, the way things seem, the way things feel. My prayer for all of us, myself included, is that every time we set out in response based upon the way something looks, the way something seems, or the way something feels, that the Holy Spirit will arrest us, the Holy Spirit will quicken us, the Holy Spirit will say, hold on just a second here now, This is not how we go about life anymore. We don't don't respond based upon how something looks or how it seems or how it feels. As long as we go about life by sight, meaning our lives are being dictated by the way things look, seem, and feel, the enemy is a master at manipulating the way things look, seem, and feel. He is going to have you like a puppet on a string. He is going to be jerking your chain every which way He can jerk it because every time something looks, seems, or feels in a way that it shouldn't, you're going to get all worked up about it. You're going to get all upset about it. You're going to... All these things, right? So we've got to make a deliberate, intentional decision that we're not doing it anymore. Not living my life that way anymore. I'm not gonna be manipulated by that punk devil anymore by getting him to you know getting me to respond based upon how something looks, seems, or feels. It's not true. It may be a fact, but it's not the truth. Facts are temporary. They're subject to change, but the truth is eternal, and it will never change, and the truth of God's Word will change the temporary facts, so I'm not going to go by how it looks, seems, or feels. I'm going to go by faith in what God has said, and I'm going to see the temporary facts line up with the truth. Amen. we got to bow up about it. Faith is a fight. Now, Remember, God has a better life for us, no matter how good it is right now. That's why we say good things coming, right? And that and faith is the means. Faith is the path. Remember, any, any time spent outside of faith is time wasted traveling in a direction towards an inferior life. So when, when we talk about faith, but now listen to me, please. I'm not trying to paint faith out to be some miserable thing because, you know, The only reason a fight is is good, and the Bible says we fight the good fight of faith, is when we win. It's when we win. Pardon this, please, if this offends you. I'm not trying to offend you. But, you know, all Alabama fans were talking about, man, what a great game, what a great game. If Tua had not completed that pass, we would not be saying that was a great game. The only reason that was a great game was because Alabama won. If Alabama had lost, no Alabama fan would say, man, that was the best national championship game ever. Did they say it about Clemson last year? Now, if you're going to be objective, that was a great game, but not if you lost, it wasn't. So the thing about faith is is that it's a struggle, it's a fight, but faith is the victory, man. Faith is the victory. So the only good fight is the fight you win. The only good struggle is the one you come out on top. Right? No boxer loves to lose. Why does he do all that training? Why does he take all that pommeling? Why does he get his face beat to a pulp? Because he likes to hold up his gloves at the end of that thing and say, I won, right? That's the good fight. So the pathway of faith is the pathway to your best life, but the pathway of faith is not the path of least resistance. Can I tell you the pathway of least resistance? The way things look, the way things seem, the way things feel. That's the path of least resistance. But faith rises up in the face of contradicting circumstances and situations, things that look bad, things that seem really bad, things that feel even worse, and begins to release the Word of God into that situation. That's faith. That's faith. It requires zero faith for a poor man to talk about how poor he is. It requires zero faith for a weak man to talk about how weak he is. The Bible says, let the weak man say, I'm strong. Let the poor man say, I'm rich. So, amen. Let's go a little deeper into this. Walking by sight, again, now we're back to what it means to walk by sight. Walking by sight means your thoughts, words, and actions Align with the things you see going on all around you. Walking by sight means your thoughts, your words, and your actions all align with the things that you see, the way things look, the way things seem, the way things feel going on all around you, or in the case of some type of uh, physical sickness or issue or problem, what would even be going on with you, not just around you, but with you. Now, this is where, and the Bible talks about growing in faith, becoming stronger in faith. Amen. And, of course, how, how does a physical muscle get stronger? By resistance, right? By pushing against the resistance, by, by, by you know, not sitting on the sideline, not sitting back watching, not just by phoning it in, but by getting in there and fighting. And that's how the. And so the same with faith. Faith has to be developed on the on the spiritual battlefield. Faith is developed by praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit is spiritual warfare. Faith by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But faith that develops in you, un, unless we ever line up action with that, the Bible says it's at best dormant inside of you. I've really, I've really tried to figure out the best way to do this, and, um, amen. So, let's, let's, let's try to, amen, just, God gifted us with an imagination, so. I kind of thought about pulling some of you out of the crowd and uh, you just, yeah, man, I, I don't like to be messed with, I, amen, so, you know, amen. praise God. Jerry Savelle called me out of a crowd one one night and put me in a headlock and drug me all over everywhere. You know, I still love him, I forgave him, but anyway, amen, so I just, hallelujah. He's about this tall, no, not really, he's about that tall, so I was a big old guy and he was trying to make a, a point about a big guy and a little guy, and I guess I was the biggest guy. Where were you that night? He could have picked you. But anyway. Um, amen. Let's, uh, all right, so so over here is the, and you just, whatever it is in your life, the crisis, the problem, the issue, that could be anything from pain in your body to some financial uh, problem to an issue in your family, with your marriage, or your child, or whatever. Okay, so right, right here is it's the problem. Amen. It's the issue, and it's amen. It's it's just it's amen. It's you can't ignore it. Amen. All right, and it's so then you know over here, over here is is the um, it's what God said. Let's just make it simple, okay? It's it's. What the Word of God has to say about whatever that problem over there is. Again, something in your physical health, something in your finances, something in your family, what, and, and I'm, it may be something outside of that category. Legal issues, somebody may have that going on, whatever. So this right here is what God has to say about it, but his word is more than what he has to say. His word is a declaration of what he's already done about it. Like by his stripes you were healed. That's right, that's right here in, in this. Okay. So this is the, t- the two options that we have, the two fundamental ways of going about it. So here, here I am, here you are. I'm in the middle of these two. Now, I tried to distance them, you know, if you're listening by, uh, not watching it, but listening, just to one side of this platform, we did the problem, to the other side, we did uh, the, the, the Word of God, all right, so, so you can get this at home, listening at home, okay. So here we are, and I, I purposely wanted to, in your mind, separate those two, because I, I can't, it's, I got to... It doesn't work. I mean, I, I've either, it's either this way or that way, right? And I got to choose. I got to choose. Now, <clears throat> the point says, refer you back to the screen, walking by sight means your thoughts, words, and actions align with. The things you see going on all around you, or we could say it this way, they align with the problem, the issue, the, the dilemma, the crisis, the shortage, the lack, the, the whatever, okay? So what does that mean? Well, praise God. Okay, I said I wasn't going to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Amen. All right. I am going to do it. I am going to do it. Matt, Austin, and Michael, would y'all come here just a minute? Amen. All right. Praise God. All right. Amen. Thank you, brother. They were sitting there going, I'll do it, I'll do it. it. All right, so, um, amen. Arthur, not that you are, brother, but would you mind representing the problem? Amen. Okay. All right. Amen. Come over here, guys. you all over here with me, right? See? All right. Amen. All right. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to get your Bible right here, brother. Okay. Amen. All right. Okay. So, Amen. Praise God. I'm driving that cameraman crazy. Okay. All right. So the word's right here. Okay. Amen. Let's open it. Amen. Praise God. All right. Okay. All right, yeah, Arthur, I'm, amen. You're not, brother. You're the best, okay? All right, right there. I'm not going to put you in a headlock or anything, I promise. All right, so now now this is what I want you guys to kind of stand single file behind me, okay? All right? Because, um, yeah, come on up a little bit, amen. All right, okay. So so um, Austin, the closest one to me here, he, he represents my thoughts, okay? So I want... I want you to go get behind Arthur. Right. See, now my thoughts just lined up. Just lined up. I mean, like single file behind him. I mean, like, yeah, there you go, there you go. Good. See, now my thoughts just lined up with my problem. Okay? Yep. See? Okay? <laughs> All right, now, this here's Michael. Michael represents my words. Now, because my thoughts are hanging out over here, next thing you know, my words start going over here. Next thing you know now, my thoughts and my words have lined up with my problem, and once that happens, mad. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's kind of a losing battle, right? In other words, notice now, because thoughts, words and actions have lined up. now me and my, me and my problem, right? We just buddied up to each other. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, it just looks so bad. That's fun. It just feels so bad. Oh, I don't know. I just uh, it just seems impossible, right? Because my thoughts are focused here. My words now are gravitating and aligning here, and now my actions are aligning here, right? Okay. All right. Come on back over here, guys. All right. So you know I'm going to do it. You already done. It. You already seen it, right? Okay. But instead, the Bible says that. Abraham considered not his age or the deadness of Sarah's womb. Meaning, I refuse to give my thoughts to this problem. But I choose... Go pick up that Bible for me, Mr. Thoughts. See that Bible right there? Amen. Oh, see, now now I'm deliberately on purpose I'm setting my thoughts, my eyes, I'm in the Word of God, right? Now, the longer I dwell over there, guess what's going to happen? My words are going to align, and now my actions are going to align. See, now we're going about it by faith, you cannot go about it by faith if your thoughts, words, and actions are aligned with your problem. You've got to deliberately align your thoughts, words, and actions with the Word of God. All right, give these brothers a hand. Amen. What I'm wanting you to see there is how the first thing is your mind. The first thing is, is, is your thoughts, right? This is why the Bible says you've got to bring the thought captive. Because if you don't take the thought captive, the longer your thought aligns with a problem, the greater the probability that your words are going to align with it and your actions are going to align with it. And, and all that's left for you is to try to respond to it based upon what other people have done in the past. Praise the name of the living. Walking by sight use past experiences to determine present tense responses. Past experiences. Again, if everything's lined up over here, how are we going to go about it, right? What are we going to do? Well, I want to know if anybody else has had that similar problem. What'd she do? Those are the kinds of questions people who walk by sight ask. Well, what, is, what do most people do? How does that work for them? Has anybody ever recovered from this? That's the, the right, so, so notice though what's happened is we've limited ourselves, if we're going to go by the way things look, seem, or feel, we've limited ourselves to what we can find in past human experience, but notice if we align our thoughts, words, and actions with the Word of God, now we're not limited to past human experience. We, we are unlimited because all things are possible to him who believes. There's no limit now. Amen. 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 When those who walk by sight face a crisis, they look to the way others facing a similar situation have responded in the past. Walking by sight ask: what did she do? Where did he go? Who did they call? Walking by faith is living your life based upon what God has said regardless of how things look, seem, or feel. Amen. Stand Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to give us something practical tonight. In other words, we sit here and talk about walking by faith and, and, and how important it is and how beneficial it is and how necessary it is, but if we never break it down, I think that's why he said we walk by faith, not by sight. He could have simply said we live by faith, and that, that's true. But he was, he was trying to bring that down to a more basic level. A street level, a nut and bolt level, the, you know, your, where your life is unfolding. Because if we can't get faith operating on that level, you understand you know what I'm saying? Then you, you try to step back and it's just, there's no basis for you to be able to, 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 to in other words, if you, again, because what's happened, your thoughts and, and your words and all this other stuff, they're working against you. They're working against you. See, what a lot of people try to do is they've tried because they understand the importance of words. And so they've tried to change their words without changing the focus of their thoughts. In other words, their thoughts are still aligned with their problem, but they're trying to force saying something opposite to where their thoughts have... Amen. All right, let me pray for you. Father, you're good to us and we love you. We thank you tonight for the things that you're showing us. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you know, we've, we've all grown in faith, we're all growing in faith, we, we've learned a lot about faith over the years, but Lord, you have brought us back to this important subject once again, the beginning of 2018, and I thank you, Lord, that, um, that we're, our eyes are being opened to it in ways you're showing us, Father, how we've got to deliberately, intentionally set our minds on what you have said about the situation, what you've already done about the situation, what's already been put in place for us. And Lord, begin to dwell on those things, begin to glorify you where those things are concerned. Lord, our our words start kicking into that, what's coming out of our mouth, Lord, and then even how we carry ourselves and what we do. Um, And Father, that's, that's when we see such profound results. That's when faith has lined up and released, Lord, with the target of the mountains in our lives to obliterate them. And cast them into the sea. Thank you, Father, for those that are here tonight, for the things that that, that we're receiving from you. May we take these things and diligently, Father, apply them to our lives and to our situations. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for being here tonight.